Welcome to the Meg Talk Podcast. Good hair, good business, and good vibes. Let's roll. Because the whole podcast is something, I think I've had a, a pod bean is what it's called, like an account for a year Ooh, now. Yeah. And, you know, I've been asking you like every other week, Forever. hey, can, can we do a podcast? And asking other people. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that aren't me. But also named Sam. Um, and now we're here. So yes. I'm super excited about that. I feel like we should drink every single time Megan says super or excited. Yeah, well, we're already almost done with these. Cheers. <laughs> um, well, let's do a little Welcome. Talk about ourselves. (laughs) Um, You go first. What's your name? Okay. My name is Samantha, and I am a commission stylist at Wildflower Hair Company in Port Orange, Florida. And this is... Um, My name is Megan. I am one of the owners of Wildflower Hair Company, and I've been doing hair for ever and a day. Yeah. Now I've been doing hair for like 17 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, I truly, genuinely love my job. Yeah, same. What got you into the hair industry? Um, I had done every career possible, and then I've always done hair. Like, growing up, always done the Barbie doll's hair, done my friend's hair. And so finally, when 2020 hit, which I feel like was a big uh, mind flip for people to be like, I'm going to buckle down and do something, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do my hair. I'm gonna do some hair. We're gonna do. So you went to school during the pandemic? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can you to... expand upon that? <laughs> um, a lot of doll heads, a lot of doll heads, and a lot of experiments on our own heads or yeah. our friends' hair. Um, so yeah. how does when you graduate from hair school and you pass your boards, mm-hmm. all right, and you've been practicing on mannequin heads for such a long time, or your friends, like you said, how do you, did you feel like you had the confidence to do hair behind the chair? No, I absolutely didn't. But in hair school, I feel like the number one thing about hair is doing what's best for you. So in hair school, when everyone would be like, oh, I want to own my own salon one day, or oh, I want to work for this company, or oh, I want to do this. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I just listened to everybody else. So some people who left and either went straight to booth rental because they had people that they knew mm-hmm. or people who went and opened up their own space. Um, I felt like I was ready for the chair. Like, you know what? I, I am good enough. Like they, <laughs> like this false hope of I am good enough. You uh-huh. can do it, which not to say that you can't. Right. But I feel like humble yourself a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went straight to behind the chair and it was a hot turd <laughs> on a cold morning. <laughs> Slipped right in it. Oh no. Um, so I gave it my all. I burnt a lot of hair. I gave bad haircuts and I kept pushing through being like, you're doing good. You're doing good. Faking it. And yeah. Um, and then finally, I was like, I'm going to quit this career. Like, this is not for me. I was like, this, I can't do hair. I'm having an epiphany at work where my client's processing. Like, I'm going to walk out. Like, I cannot oh, even do hair. That's a horrible place to be It in. is the worst place to be in. Yeah. Um, and so then I was like, you have to realize in yourself, like, 
no, like you need to further your education. So I decided to assist. And I'm so happy that that you did. The best decision ever. Girl. Well, so I started doing here in 07, and that was before. Well, Facebook was out, but it was before mm-hmm. Instagram and social media. And so the hair industry is completely different then. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, like when I hear of girls who are graduating hair school and they're just going off on their own and doing booth rental, yeah. part of me is like applauding them of like, wow, like that's amazing, that. good for you. Mm-hmm. But then the other part of me is like, oh no, like I want to help you, don't do that. Yeah, what do you actually know? Like, were you doing continuing education during school? Yeah, were you assisting during school? I just remember, like, where I grew up, my hometown, I knew so many people. We went to a really big church, and, like, I had a good clientele. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of people who were like, I'm not coming to you. You're fresh out of school. Exactly. Like, it's like they had to wait to see Mm -hmm. some of my, like, creations, I guess, before they were like, okay. All right, Megan, I'm going to give you a try. Yeah. It wasn't, like, automatically. Mm -hmm. But I feel like social media, because everyone puts their, like, best face forward. Yeah. That, like you see these girls who are fresh out of school and it seems like they're already booked when you know they're not. Yeah. But like, how does it, how does that feel for you when you're like, what's your thought on when you're looking at every, all the stylists around you, whether Mm -hmm. it's on your phone or your friends, like how do you, I guess, what is the word? Like, how do I analyze it? Like connect or not connect? Well, that, or like, how do you just kind of focus on Sam? Because I feel like sometimes, at least whenever I'm trying to figure out, like, my creative reels, right? I have Mm -hmm. to look at other reels in order for me to figure out. Inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm, like, looking at so many places. I'm like, okay, I got to stop looking everywhere. And Mm -hmm. just got to focus on Megan for a minute. I think the number one thing that I have placed on myself to to try to differentiate that Mm -hmm. over this time. Because I've looked at so many of my friends in hair school and being like, how are you doing this good already? Yeah. Like, how are you, how did you put your all into this? And I'm like struggling, like, should I get a second job? Or I don't even want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then slowly it starts to kick as soon as I became authentic to myself. Yeah. Posting things that I felt I wanted to post and not mm-hmm. what looked like theirs. Like posting things that I liked or that I related to posting things or not posting things like being authentic to myself and then as soon as I started doing that I started getting more followers I started getting more um, referrals Mm -hmm. connecting to people more um, I think you're bringing in people that suit you. Yes. Because there's a difference between having someone in your chair just to do their hair right, mm-hmm. but having someone in your chair that, like, really you enjoy. Because yeah. you're with them for at least, what, a minimum of two hours? Minimum. So yeah. having someone in your chair that matches your vibe and your energy, mm-hmm. really, it makes it worth it, I feel like. <laughs> right? Why are you laughing? <laughs> TJ, you can cut stuff out, right? Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) I just started laughing. All right. Okay. We're going to go back to that. What is your favorite thing about being a commission hairstylist? Um, One of my favorite things about being a commission hairstylist is a little sense of freedom um, where I don't feel the pressure on me yet. I am... As a commission hairstylist, I'm trying to set myself up for booth rental. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like gather things that I, making sure that I have the things I need, brushes, um, anything that I need for the hair. And then 
marketing myself, mm-hmm. marketing myself under who I work for and myself as well, because that's what's going to set me aside from everybody. Yeah. Um, I, I say freedom because I don't have to worry about like running out and going and getting color or product or doing inventory or taxes. So I feel like there is freedom and commission mm-hmm. um, without having to restrict myself with constantly having to book my own books yeah. and making sure that I'll be okay mm-hmm. when I'm still getting poured into from my employer. Yeah. Well, I also feel too like we help to build your clientele as far as like our marketing with bringing clients Mm -hmm. for you. So it's not just you on your own trying to figure out, well, who's going to set my chair today? Right. So not only do you have your marketing, but you have the salons marketing too. Mm -hmm. But I also really love the fact of, like you said, of being able to just leave at the end of the day and not have to worry about your inventory. Yes. Not having to worry about calling your people the next day. Like the system already does it for you. Like you're done doing here. You can go home or go party, whatever you want to do. Go watch Twilight. Shout out to our, oh, it's yes. twilight season. It, always in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, which also shout out to managers and receptionists who help make that transition smooth for us because mm-hmm. we can't always answer our phones or our DMs. No. And um, it, it is a freedom versus having to go home and being like, you clock out from doing hair, but now you're clocking into your business as well and you're replying to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you're worried about inventory, you're yeah. keeping up with your paperwork. So I feel like there's blessings to both sides, booth rental and commission. What do you feel like is, I don't know, I wanna say, I don't wanna say a curse, but what's the worst part about being commissioned? What are some of the low lights that aren't enjoyable? Um, oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say, definitely making more money. Yeah. Um, not that money makes the world go round, but definitely like seeing some paychecks where you're like, oh man, I gave it my all this week. This is so big. And then being like, okay, if I took almost 100% of that home, mm-hmm. that would be nice. But then knowing that also that would go back into inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be my only downside, really. I don't... Um, what do you do on like... Um, your days when you're not fully booked because this industry as much as we love it Mm -hmm. there are seasons where people are canceling it's covid right now yeah i feel like what last month i probably had like three cancellations i don't get a ton of cancellations but they happen because you're relying on people yeah and that's a downside of the job or no shows Ooh, mm -hmm. i hate that but what do you do um if that happens um so i like to do content then mm-hmm. I feel like that's where I sit down I'm like okay like let's game plan some content um let's check my schedule see where I can fit people in maybe message a few get back to a few people where I'm like okay if they can't come in today let me squeeze them in other days mm-hmm. um I really just take me time with that like just sit there and look at the bigger picture I love that because it's true it's hair is not being a hairstylist is not all about hair these days it Mm -hmm. really truly is about marketing yourself because you're setting yourself up to be a booth renter yeah so how long do you feel being a commission stylist is going to benefit you until you're ready to move to independent so i have been behind the chair um I moved, I feel like that's another big thing, like be consistent in your salon because no one wants you to move over and over and over again. Um, 
it, it help you have to rebuild every single time. You do because every single time you move, your clients are not always going to follow you. No, right? Because some of them you may think they're your clients, but they may like the vibe of your You're salon. Full. Yes, and. Oh, do I want to touch base on how people dress? Because I feel like you can mm-hmm. be so good at hair, but if you come in and you dress a slob and your client yeah. is sitting there looking at all these cute little hairstylists around you mm-hmm. and you move and she's like, no, I want to go to her because yeah. she looks like she she knows what she's doing just because she's cute. Yes. And let's be real. When we're sitting in a salon environment, our clients and ourselves, because mm-hmm. I'd be nosy, <laughs> are listening to other conversations. Oh my gosh, yes. And listening to how other stylists talk with their clients and yeah. how they handle, well, and you know, if I happen to be sick, well, hey, I really liked, you know, so-and-so that day, do you think she'll take me? Mm-hmm. And then you can either have like a good work balance where you both are able to compensate, like if I'm sick, at least she feels comfortable seeing her. Right. Or you, now she's just going to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think being a part of your salon team and picking a place. Now, the grass isn't always mm-hmm. greener on the other side. The no. grass is greener where you water it. Okay. Yes. And if you're having issues in your salon, one of my like biggest pet peeves is Speak when up. stylists don't talk to me about the issues, mm-hmm. but then they go sit and talk about it with other stylists. Yeah. And that creates toxicity within your salon. Right. Um, and so therefore, I don't feel like it's the salon owner that's toxic. Mm-hmm. Realistically, it's the and stylist if, that's and being toxic. And if you're unhappy, leave. Yes. Go find someplace that makes your soul and heart happy and you'll know as soon as you get in that door and it doesn't have to be a particular problem with a stylist an Mm -hmm. owner it could just be what you want to be around and if it is if there is a problem with another stylist or an owner you don't want to be in that environment anyways so go yeah just leave but if you have a really good salon right and you're just afraid like don't be afraid to talk to your owners i know like Mm -hmm. i would much rather if someone was having an issue come talk to me about it i feel like there's something that we can always Mm -hmm. work out we can have a conversation yeah if you feel like it can be fixed yeah if you feel like you know what we're done like then let it be done and and peace out and let's and let's be real on that Whatever you're about to talk to with somebody, either an owner, a stylist, or even your own client, because that's the worst thing to, I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. I don't like the confrontation. No. But but are you ready to receive whatever their response is? Or are you ready to be upfront? Mm -hmm. If not, and you're not going to be authentic, and you're not going to be real with them, or be ready to receive some possible criticism. Like, yeah. well, maybe I felt this way about you, or, oh, this is what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. If you're not ready to have that conversation, then maybe you do need to find a place that makes you happy. It's true. But going back to the original question, because I done, we done floated through eight <laughs> questions. <laughs> um, what was the original one? The original question was, how long would I feel comfortable until booth running? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have been... I have been behind the chair since 2021, and I feel like, mind you, I've worked in three different salons, Fort Myers, one here in Port Orange, and then here in Port Orange, and I've been here for a year. And even though I'm having some repetition on clients and I'm booked and busy, I feel like to feel my ultimate security, I would wait another year. Yeah. I would say six months, but I feel like for me to be mentally prepared, mm-hmm. I would like to be a year to really see where I want to go in this industry with hair. Like, do right. I want to 
open up my suite here? Do I want mm-hmm. to booth rent here? Do I want to just commission and then live out my lifelong dream of doing movies? Yes, like let's what? Speak it. Yeah, like, you know, and then come back and mm-hmm. work in a salon here, you know? Um, I'm all about security. I'm not all about taking risk to each their own. I've seen people take risk and, and immediately open up them, their yeah. own salon and mm-hmm. it benefits them. And that's so amazing. Um, but that's what they want and that's their dream. Exactly. Well, and I would say to add on to that, when I was a commission stylist, um, I started, I wish I would have booth rented earlier. Mm-hmm. And so Colby and I, honestly, we opened Wildflower to really for the stylist. Like mm-hmm. we, I wish someone would have told me sooner mm-hmm. that I would be making way more money, not giving half of my money away. But there was a moment in time that I needed a commission stylist to get me to, or a commission salon to get me to that platform mm-hmm. in order to jump off of it. Yeah. Um. So now with our commission location, which is the company, we always try to tell our stylist, hey, you're ready or no, I don't think you're ready. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, yeah, your your price point on what you're getting paid weekly might be there. But if your weeks aren't filled up after, mm-hmm. then that's what we need to start working on. Yeah. You know, and so sometimes it's not just what you're making or what you're taking home, but also looking at the future. So I'm really proud of you for doing that because I feel yes. like you are. I feel like yeah. every single time your weeks get bigger and bigger and it's going to happen more often. So yeah. I totally, I see that in the future of you being your own independent. And I think you're going to thrive too, just because you've worked your booty off. <sighs> And you've been at this salon for a little over a year. Yeah. Right? And I feel like you've started. I don't want to say nothing because you had a couple people. Yeah. I, bless be to Jesus. I had a few people follow me over from the other place. Uh-huh. Um, and even I assisted. I took a break and assisted for several months. Mm-hmm. And they still came back as soon as I went behind the chair. That like says a that. lot about you. Which is scary because I feel like that's so much pressure. Like, yeah. One, don't they say, too, that like a big... People don't just come to you for how you're making their hair look. They come to you for how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. And you, my friend, are really good at making people feel just comfortable and easy and be themselves. You. You're welcome. And not <laughs> a lot of people can do that. That's, yeah. you know, beauty all in itself. So good for you. I feel like I feel like once you get out of that awkward stage of, like, meeting the people and the anxiety is still there, like, meeting mm-hmm. a new person and being like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I supposed to expect? What are they going to expect out of me? Um is my all gonna be enough? But then once you break down, you see them coming back more and more, they're almost like friends. You know, we talk yeah. about life, they open up. Also, let's put this, um, if we're gonna continue <laughs> off with the podcast and if let's anybody go. has any crazy stories or big oh. anonymous secrets you wanna share. We gotta share. You, we, What's I like mean, your craziest just, thing oh. that you've encountered with your clients? Okay. So (laughs) I had a lady and she called and she was like, I have this knot in my hair. I've been playing pickleball all day. I can't get this knot out. Pickleball. Pickleball. Real popular, apparently. (laughs) My sport is. I like fried pickles. (laughs) So she calls and I'm like, yeah, come on in. I'll brush it out. So I'm feeling this thing when she comes in and it feels like she took a quarter, wrapped it in gum, wrapped it in her hair and baked it in the oven. It was so hard. And she was like, I'm so tender headed. I can't sit here through this. And I was like, then unfortunately 
we gonna cut. Yeah. So she got this cute little short cut. It actually accented her very well. Mm-hmm. Um, loved the cut. And when we're done, she was like, can I have that? Was she like gonna name it? Oh, she took it. What did she, did she put it in she, a jar? Is nope. it cut now? In the hands. Okay. So she walks out the door. Bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> um, 15 minutes later, we get a call. Stop. I lost my knot. Do you have my <gasps> knot? I can't find my knot anywhere. No. Was her security blanket? I guess so. It's her oh. security knot. Oh, no. So she's like, don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. You better not sweep that up, Sam. I, as soon as I saw it, that was going right in the trash. So it's going right up the evac. Gone. <laughs> she calls back 30 minutes later. I found my knot. You guys can stop, stop looking. It. it flew to the back seat because <gasps> her window was down. No, she should have named it. I was good on that. <laughs> yeah, anyway. And have you done her hair since? No, that was okay. I only did her hair that one time. Well, she's growing her other knot out. I guess she's she gonna have naughty friends. <laughs> <Two twins>. <laughs> <laughs> um, my craziest moment was oh, I have a couple. But I'm only going to do one for this time. Um, You know, we ask our clients, like, hey, do you have any pictures of what you're wanting? What's your inspiration? Um, And shame on me. I don't look over people's shoulders anymore onto their phone because you don't know what pictures they have in their camera roll. And I saw this lady's everything, all her goodies, all her humps, not my humps. Okay, all of them. And she's like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She was not sorry. And they just kept coming. No. And I was like, what are you doing? And this was before like OnlyFans or like feet pictures and all that stuff. And I was like, honey. Wow. How? how? But I, it was a train wreck. And I like, I wanted to look you away, but like, I away couldn't. when she's like, oh my, yeah, this yes. And the camera. Yeah. So we became best friends and I no longer do her hair. I think the last time I did her hair, she came in and she had like black eyes because. She was definitely on something, and she, like, passed out and hit her face oh on the toilet. Oh, my god! It was horrible. I think I was like, you know, I just don't think I'm the stylist for you. <laughs> um, but Samantha can take you. <laughs> Try Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I just was like, wow, I wasn't expecting to see you in your birthday suit today. Wow. Mm-hmm. All out there. All out there for all to see. Oh. It was great. She wanted you to match her carpet to her drapes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. Um, I don't know how long we've been talking for. I didn't look either. I just have a couple more questions. Yeah. What are your thoughts on product in the salon? I feel like there's this big whole yeah. controversy of don't sell products anymore. It's a waste of money. Or do sell products. You need to you know, protect sure. your clients. And it's a great way of making money. Where do you stand on that? I agree with products. I'm not a product pusher. I'm a product suggester. I like that. Um, I saw a girl recently on Instagram. I wish I would know her name to plug her into this. Mm -hmm. And she gave some really insightful things. And she said that buy from your stylist because you're supporting the economy that way by paying into a business instead of going to Target, Walmart, Amazon, paying for them Mm -hmm. and why they pay their workers really crappy. So why don't you pay your own stylist? Like, Mm -hmm. like invest in them so then they can invest back in you and ensures that I'm, that they're using good product. Um, And there's so many selection of products with specific with any brand now, you can get curly, straight, smooth, mm-hmm. humidity resistant, anything. All 
all different types and textures and all different brands. And yeah, I feel like there's a plethora that I could suggest and feel confident in. And even if I don't have it in the salon, I'll recommend other brands mm-hmm. and where you can get them and not Amazon, Walmart, Target. Right. Um, I get that there's budgets for things. Um, but, but if you're paying that much for your hair, yes. like take that initiative to invest because you wouldn't mm-hmm. go to the gym and pay $30 a month to work out and then go eat like crap. I mean, some 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 people would. I mean, yeah, um, but not us. No. <laughs> um, but it's the same. Like, I feel like everything in your life is a routine. Your hair should be a routine. I agree. Your skin, nails, teeth. teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, so you and you want to use all good things for that, especially in today's day and age when they're just putting anything, anything. out there. They're putting fillers in food and fillers There's in your shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> we don't nope. want that. We want all clean. All I clean. am also pro product. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love the fact that we give you guys a commission off of all of the products that you yeah. sell. It goes right onto your um, commission check. And yeah. I do feel like that's part of being a good hairstylist. It's yeah. not just like providing a good service, but also what you're going to take home to ensure your hair looking good until the next time that you see me. Yes. And and let me say, I have so many DMs on my phone of people saying the products you used in my hair is last a days. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you use? Like, my hair has never felt better. It's never looked better. Yeah. Um. So it's not that I want to, I'm like not push depending, a push a product and not, and like we make commission, but it's, I'm not making 50% no. of that. So it's not like I'm making my whole commission off that product. Mm-hmm. So it's really just me suggesting something to make you look good and feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not, I'm not. Well, and we're pushing products too that like we are using on your hair so we know the benefits of it. Yes. Um, but I will say as a, a stylist, and I am I think I'm going to speak for all hairstylists, is that when we suggest, su- whatever that word yeah. was, when we <laughs> suggest a product for you and you go on Amazon, you're like, is this it? That right? hurts my soul. It hurts I'm my like, feelings. Yep, I'm just so bad. Like, please just buy from your salon, and yeah. not just to like make us money, but it's it's helping everybody around you. Yeah. You're not like you said pushing into. You're not giving money to Target or Walmart or anybody else. You're literally benefiting small businesses, which is going to help everything. Yeah, and there's been multiple studies on products from those places, including mm-hmm. Walmart, Target, um, Publix if you're here in Florida, um, that some of those products don't have the same ingredients. No. It's like buying the outlet version. Yes. When it's different, like Kate Spade outlet is such a different quality than Kate Spade, New York, mm-hmm. you know? Um, same thing with product. You yeah, know? no, I completely agree with that. So the next time you're in your stylist chair and she's suggesting product, we suggest it because we really feel like it's something your hair would benefit from, but also don't go buy it off Amazon. Yeah. Invest in your in your hairstylist. We yeah. love you. You love and you us. can come it right goes, into the salon and get yes. it, and I'll bag it up and say thank you. I know. I think we're gonna start doing curbside like oh, um, that'd be pickups. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be really great. Yeah. Um. All right. So one last question. Um. Off the top of my head. Yeah. Um. My my legs are sticking to these chairs, <laughs> and I feel like it sounds like I'm like letting letting. I loose, know. I was hoping, but I'm not. Like, yeah. No. It's not smelly over here. Not here. Um. I don't know. What should our last Hurrah, B. Well, first of all, going back to if anybody has any questions on hair, hair products, anything you'd like to ask a hairstylist, ask a hairstylist. 
suggest like if you have mm-hmm. like hey why don't hairstylists ever do this or why don't you guys ever I feel like or things you're like uncomfortable with in the hair salon because yes. I feel like yeah. lately on Instagram everyone's been like when you come to my chair expect or don't be afraid to ask for snacks or yeah. a silent appointment or you can ask for anything like we're obviously here to help yeah. you and I don't want to say service you because that sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. you can also tell, like, what are things you despise when you get your hair done? Yeah. I, I'm not the ick. The, the hairstylist ick. Yes. Ick. What What's are the red ick? flags? Yeah. Mine is, like, I hate sitting there for such a long time. Yeah. But yeah. I sure do like what I look like when I leave. So Yeah. And some people like spending the time there. They like their, it's like yeah. they, they love to clear out their whole day, get their hair done. Mm-hmm. What is something that you do as a stylist that you like to stand apart from others? Like what what do you, is it like offering stuff? Or do you like to give like an extra scalp massage, hand massage? Oh do you like to offer, f- order food? Hey, you yeah. have a long service today. Would you like me to order you? Yeah. Like what do you like to do that makes you um, feel? I do offer like snacks and beverages to my clients because mm-hmm. I feel like being hangry is a horrible thing to be while you're getting your hair done. Yeah. Um, but I honestly think that a good shampoo, like a scalp massage at mm. the end of your shampoo and a good blowout. Oh, yes. Like a bouncy blowout. Like curls are great and everything, but if you're really spending that time for the polished finished look and you mm-hmm. turn that client around and they're like, oh my God. That's been everyone's favorite lately. Yes. You know, like the, what are they calling them? The Mormon curls. <laughs> they're, they're leaving us. Right, thank God. I'm the 90s blowouts it. are Yeah, in. we are in. Everyone... Everyone uh, get their rollers. Ex- yes, their exactly. Rollers yeah. But so, yeah, I would say your shampoo, because those are, um, you're actually touching your client. So, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. when I'm, like, shampooing someone's hair, I'm, I, you know, I'm honestly praying for them as I'm shampooing them. It yeah. depends. You know, some people I'm just really making sure relaxing. But um, I do feel like it's an energy thing. And, like, if I know that a client's coming in and they've had a hard time, because yeah. they'll divulge information that they've oh. told their family, the, right? And once so, their cheeks hit the seats, yeah. their yeah. mouth just starts opening. No, and it's, it's such a great thing, though, to have them feel comfortable enough to be like it is the secret keeper mm-hmm. yeah. it, for real and so yeah it depends on what we've talked about but i will definitely pray for them while i'm shampooing their hair i'll give them a really good scalp massage and neck massage mm-hmm. um and really just help to rejuvenate them because it's i don't feel like we're just doing their hair i feel like we're also building their confidence we're building their energy yes. like i feel like hairstylists are really superheroes mm-hmm. um yeah. because no other job i mean maybe plastic surgeons but like no other job can we turn someone around and they are like, oh my, like you can see the confidence. Yeah. Yeah. In them. And that's powerful. Yes. You know? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I, I That's probably my favorite part about being a hairstylist is mm-hmm. being a confidence builder. Yes. Because I don't know. No one else can really do that. Right. Because I feel like it, it's instant gratification. It's not having to go to the gym and lose weight and then see over time. Yeah. You're instantly seeing that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I feel like so many... Which one, which got me into this, um, watching Nick on TLC's What Not to Wear and watching Jonathan Van Ness on Queer Eye and seeing them do all these transformations Mm -hmm. and just hair, a haircut or color, both like instant, Mm -hmm. instant. Which um, Nick... Nick Orojo is coming to our collaborative on September 18th. So So I'm hoping this will be out before then so that if you're a hairstylist and you're listening to this, come to South Daytona, the suites at Wildflower. Um, We're going to be hosting him 
I'm so excited. This is the Me best too. cutting class I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from Nicarojo. Like Sam said, he's from What Not to Wear. And as a little girl, I really feel Ugh. like he, like, I was like, I want to be him. Yeah. I want to make people pretty yes. like Nick. So it's really a privilege to have him in the salon. Um, and I honestly really love having a salon where we do education and all of our stylists can come in and learn and Honestly, it's really kind of cool that all that's kind of coming to light. I know. I know you think it, and then to see it happen, it's like, yeah, how did we get here? I like, know. How did you, which really I feel cool. like is the same as starting in the hair industry. Like, you know, you leave school, and then you're like, how did I get this far? And you just keep pushing mm-hmm. and pushing. And Yeah. Well, I'm going to recap just a little bit. Yeah. Um, your What do you feel like has helped you in this past year to grow your clientele? Consistency. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it, consistency in yeah. everything. What do you feel like is something you're still trying to work on? Um, learning, just continuing education and knowing that not everything has to be perfect and it takes time. And even stylists who have been behind the chair for years are still learning and still growing, not putting that pressure on yourself to be like, I should know Mm -hmm. this. I should live up to this. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel. And what's something that you have tried, but you're never going to do again? Like, what's something uh, that's just, like, it ain't working? It works for this person down the street. It works for so-and-so. But it just doesn't work for me. Spicy curry. <laughs> no, I was going to say cow copper. No. <laughs> Spicy curry. Um, I would say, um, oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Right? Um, I think mine is, like, specializing. Spe- that's a great one because I feel like the pressure of being, like, I need to be a specialist and being, like, I actually when am you're not fresh good out of school, like, well, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and you said earlier, what it takes like five years to be a specialist. If you at do something, something every day consistently for five years, is when you can give yourself the name specialist. Yeah, and so you've got these girls who are like fresh out of school and boys, and they're just specializing in one thing. And I just kind of like sad because you don't really know what you want to do. I think right. it took me like eight years, maybe like six years, yeah. to really figure out what makes me happy behind the chair. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I just picked one thing. I would eventually burn out and get bored yes. personally, right? Yeah. And I think it just takes a minute to find your niche, your specialty. Yeah, and I feel like I'm not you, saying don't specialize. Right. In the future, do it. Yeah, yeah. If you find something that you really love, like really grasp it and take on to it. But there's so many things, like you said, and I feel like even you realized recently that you like haircutting. I love, and I feel like that's a little taboo like mm-hmm. some people are like no it's got to be lived in blondes extensions it's got to be all these big ticket items instead of just haircuts like that mm-hmm. sounds so boring like oh i specialize in haircutting well yeah. shouldn't everybody mm-hmm. well no because not all stylists who color do haircutting they don't or they do basic cuts to clean up the ends but they're not getting in there and doing the layering the face no. framing the debulking all the fancy channel sliding and stuff like that. Well, and I also think they go hand in hand. You can have a really great hair color, but if your haircut looks bad, your hair looks bad. Yeah. If you can have the best haircut ever and those highlights aren't blended, you, your hair looks bad. Right. They go hand in hand. Yes. So, well, thanks for coming to yeah, the podcast today. I'm sure you'll be on it again. Yeah, um, anyways, I'm so, I'm really excited for you in your future. I'm yes. really thankful that you chose Wildflower to start your career <laughs> or be a part of your career. And yeah. 
Um, I'm really excited for your future and to see all the I'm big things that happen. Here. Yeah, girl. All the things that we do. Yeah. Always. Well, if you are in the, what, Daytona Beach area or Volusia County area and you are a stylist, please follow us. Um, we're going to do podcasts. Probably I, my goal is at least once a month, probably mm-hmm. twice a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're going to have so many, so many people. And I think our next podcast is going to be an independent stylist oh, and transitioning yes. from commission to independent and mm-hmm. how that worked out, yeah. all of the paperwork you need to have, um, the steps taxes. emotionally, oh physically, like what you're preparing for. Yeah. That's so if you're interested in that, um, be on the lookout and we will see you next Always time. See you. <laughs>